welcome to Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, as we love to say every week, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now coming up, we're going to be joined by Guelph, Ontario singer-songwriter James Gordon to chat about his latest album, When I Stayed Home, which was recorded during pandemic lockdown. And as James was unable to bring anyone into the studio, he sang, played and recorded all the instruments himself. Well, that's all apart from some guest vocals from Tannis Slimmon and some clarinet from John David Williams. And making a new album wasn't the only thing that James got up to while he was home alone. He also finished a novel, toured his emergency climate musical virtually, and went through treatment for cancer. And all while still doing his other job as a member of Guelph City Council. So as you can imagine, we had lots to talk about. Which is why we've decided to give the whole of this episode over to the interview. So settle down and enjoy a fun conversation with James Gordon on Folk Roots Radio. When I stayed home, I sorted through my old cassettes, learned to play the clarinet, got to the end of the internet when I stayed home. When I stayed home, I was never short of things to do, stuff I'd not done hitherto. I kept busy missing you when I stayed home. When I stayed home, I didn't feel alone. When I stayed home, I knew I wasn't on my own. I knew I was doing my bit, knew I was a part of it when I stayed home when i stayed home i got my ducks all in a row planted seeds and watched them grow watched old 90s videos when i stayed home when i stayed home i found that our community had such a great resiliency you couldn't take that away from me when i stayed home when i stayed home I didn't feel alone when I stayed home I knew I wasn't on my own I knew I was doing my bit knew I was a part of it when I stayed home Possibilities for shifting our society to make this a better place to be when we don't have to stay home. That's Guelph, Ontario's James Gordon with the title track of his pandemic release, When I Stayed Home. 
Now, like any James Gordon album, it covers lots of topics, from climate change to inequality to social injustice and on to love and remembrance. And unable to bring anyone into the studio, James pretty much recorded the whole thing himself. And making a new album was not the only thing that James Gordon has been up to during COVID times. He also finished the novel The Ark of the Oven Mitt, which includes its own 36-song recording, and performed a virtual tour of his one-man show, James Gordon's Emergency Climate Musical. And he also kicked cancer's butt. Yay, James! <laughs> and all while still working at his other job as a Guelph City Councillor. There's a lot to catch up on here, which is why it's my hey. great pleasure to welcome James Gordon back to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to talk to you today. Yeah, so great to uh, talk and in this venue to see you again, too. <laughs> Although I'm quite exhausted after listening to that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to say, I, I need have a to nap. Say, I have to say, when I got your press release, I thought, oh my God, how can anybody get all of that in? Now, before we get to talking about the music and talking about the yep. book and everything else you've been doing, and we have a release show to talk about a little later, sure. I do want to talk about cancer because you, mm. you mentioned that you kicked cancer's butt. Yay again. Yeah. Do you want to talk just a little bit about it? Because, you uh, know, I think everybody needs motivation when you know sure. dealing with this challenging problem. Yeah. Well, uh, I actually say if you're looking for motivation, I'm now the poster boy for how valuable it is to do that poop test they send you in the mail. It was colon cancer that I had. They spotted it. I, I was a real slug in getting that test done, but when they did, they found uh, something pretty alarming. And it was very good timing for me during the COVID. It was the best time you could have had cancer. <laughs> it wasn't because I wasn't on the road and I could stay home and recover well. And it was pretty radical surgery. Although um, you mentioned my other gig as a city councillor, I think I'm noticing I don't have as much intestine as I used to. So <laughs> that affects my, uh, my ability to cope with my colleagues on council. It's been one year since the surgery worked. So it's something to celebrate. No, Thanks, that's Dan. wonderful. That is wonderful news, James. Now, mm -hmm. I, I mentioned when I received the press release for yeah. this uh, new project, I thought, holy moly, I, you know, you have always been very busy. <laughs> The press release said this was album number 40, but I could swear yeah. that I think we had that conversation a few <laughs> albums ago. And which I think makes, you might be right. Which <laughs> makes me wonder whether you just sort of say, oh, yeah, it must uh, be about 40. Yeah, I've lost count, really. Yeah. No, that's great. So tell us a little bit about your time in lockdown sure. dealing with the pandemic. Sure. Because well, um, it's really hit everybody really hard. For sure. And... I think I'm probably like a lot of my peers in the music industry who suddenly found that we were locked down. We couldn't buy our trade on the road like we like to. Like others, I think I just sort of stayed home and sulked for a while and then thought, well, wait a minute. How do I make this an opportunity, right? I miss uh, my, my regular pattern of putting out an album and going and touring it or uh, just getting out to meet people. At my age now, I'm always conscious of what's the very best use of my precious time. So I got busy and I made it fun too. So, you know, I have the capacity to record in my own studio. Usually I like to have collaborators, but uh, it was the first time in 20 years that I did an album just all by my lonesome self. 
and again, make that an opportunity. What are the things that I can bring to it? And then I'd had this novel kicking around for a few years and I thought, well, gee, James, this is your chance. Get that sucker finished and get it out there. Because as you can imagine, a novel is a much bigger canvas than I'm used to using. So I was doing it in little dribs and drabs of time, which you've already noticed I have limited time. <laughs> so it really, I really got to dive in and I did more in about three months than I had done in four years with that. So I, I think it felt rewarding for me to be able to make it that, make it that opportunity rather than a liability. Yeah, well, I, I have to say, you know, congratulations on all of this because you have been a, a very busy boy and um, <laughs> you've put some great stuff out in, into the world. I, I'd like to, to talk a little bit about the album first. Sure. Uh, just to, to get a feel for that because I've got some great songs on here. We started off with the title track, which I just love. Mm -hmm. um, I love the idea of you sorting your cassettes and then getting to the right. end of the internet, uh, which is good. <laughs> you know, there are days when I wish we were at the end of the internet. Sure, sure. Life was so much simpler beforehand. But um, <laughs> the songs that you were these mostly songs that you wrote for the project uh, yep. over the the few months that you were you know working on it in lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, every song was written during COVID. All of us in this business have giant egos, right? We want to we want to connect with people. We want people to uh, we want to get feedback. So I got pretty busy on uh, social media. I would do a weekly live broadcast. At one point, I remember saying to my audience on one of these, I did these things called Two Tuesday Tunes, where I'd say, you know. I'm used to getting my songs road tested when I finish them. Often right on the road, if I'm doing a concert, I'll say, hey, guys, this is maybe a work in progress, and I'm just trying it out on you. And I said, I can't do that. And then someone commented on Facebook, and they said, well, we're your test audience. So <laughs> uh, it was really great. It felt interactive then, and I sort of built up a collection of songs that felt like they belonged together for this project. It wasn't my intention to have as many as I did that actually kind of have the pandemic as the background or the subject to it. And yet, you know, if you're sitting down with time to write a song and you're in a pandemic, it's hard to not, it's hard to put that aside as being on your mind, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's some wonderful songs on the album. I want to, you know, talk about the sure. the pandemic ones first. We kind of touched on the the title track, which is, is a you know, a fun way of kind of reviewing. I mean, certainly from an interviewer's sure. point of view, it's like, it's the best way to start because, yeah. uh, you know, the statement is there when I stayed home. But one of the other songs that I love and I've played on the radio before is We Are Broken But We'll Mend. Oh, yeah. I actually love this so much because it has that wonderful video that you created so oh, yeah. simply. It's a lyric <laughs> video, but it's you at the window with the accordion. And it has a real <laughs> feel of, you know, being shut away from the world and, and opening the window and, you know, wondering how things are. Can you talk no, a little thanks. bit about writing a song like this? Sure. Well, I should add that with that video, you can see I'm I'm holding an accordion, which is, in my view, the loneliest of all the <laughs> instruments. So it it, <laughs> it felt with lonely with that theme. Where that song came from was, I'm sure this happened to you too, 
There was initially a sense of despair for everyone. They became isolated. Their patterns that they're used to are broken. And then I found a level of hope as I was listening to all my peers or talking to them on Zoom calls or whatever, that, okay, this is a time of despair, of uncertainty, and it's also a time of assessment and reassessment uh, about who we are and where we're going. Again, talking about just what I did with my time during the pandemic, I think learning what is possible and finding the hope in terms of the the changes we need to make to be sustainable and also recognizing by being isolated, you'll quickly learn the value of community and of personal relationships once they're threatened, right? Sometimes you take it for granted. In this year of grief and sorrow When winter wouldn't go away We dream about a new tomorrow When we can all go out and play When this storm is finally weathered When we know this war is won We will dance and sing together Like we did when we were young We are broken but we'll mend If we can just stay safe till then On the day that all this ends We'll hold each other close again We are broken but we'll mend We all miss the human touch Hand in hand and heart to heart There is only so much You feel from six feet apart We'll do an old-fashioned slow dance To at last by Etta James Will we remember how to romance Stir those embers into flames We are broken but we'll mend If we can just stay safe till then On the day that all this ends We'll hold each other close again We are broken but we'll mend That's James Gordon with We're Broken But We'll Mend from his latest album, When I Stayed Home. 
James Gordon's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. You've been a, a community activist and organizer for, I would say, you know, your career, really. Sure. Um, sure. You know, you're now a, a city councillor in Guelph mm-hmm. as well. I guess in a situation like this, when we are, you know, there is so much uncertainty in the world for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, we're not just in that situation where the uncertainty is in another country or and we're watching. We're actually, it's it's everywhere. And I guess under those circumstances, it's really important for, for someone like yourself, who's a singer-songwriter, to try and find ways to bring hope, isn't it? For sure. I don't think I'd be doing this job as long as I have been if I didn't find that there was a role for us artists to examine what's going on, reflect on it, and then look for ways forward. Because uh, if you're if you're just like a, a blues singer is the best example. What what's um, Harry Manx's famous line? I'm not happy till you're not happy with <laughs> um, with <laughs> singing the blues. You can find the joy in the blues too. And in a difficult situation, I'm not looking for joy, but I'm looking for understanding and maybe collaboration, things that we maybe didn't remember were as important as they are. And I should also say, Jan, I think what the what COVID has done for me, that time of reflection, you would know people like this too, where it's a crisis that we're in. We kind of forget that we were in a pretty big crisis in a lot of ways before the pandemic. And perhaps the reflection that the pandemic has given us allows us to examine, okay, what what is the crises, and that you know relates to the work I do around climate change and social justice. Things didn't improve in those areas. Climate change didn't take a vacation in COVID. That made it an opportunity to go, okay, let's see where we are and where we can go. Driven by the religion of greed Normal was racism, violence and hate Normal made poverty a permanent state Normal was built on fear and dread We're not going back to normal Like oil, it is dead We're moving up to awesome That's where we want to be Awesome's made from love and Awesome starts with equality Awesome sounds like harmony Awesome doesn't leave anybody behind We're moving up to awesome Awesome is alive Normal didn't care Normal wasn't fair Normal only works if you're a billionaire Normal was children locked up in a cage Normal never paid a living wage Normal meant you never got ahead We're not going back to normal Like oil, it is dead We're moving up to awesome That's where we want to be Awesome's made from love, hope and empathy 
starts with equality Awesome sounds like harmony Awesome doesn't leave anybody behind We're moving up to awesome Awesome is a Normal was waging endless war Normal was not what we bargained for Normal was designed to fail Normal was a Hollywood fairy tale Normal couldn't keep everybody fed We're not going back to normal Let's get awesome instead That's James Gordon with Moving Up to Awesome from his new album, When I Stayed Home. It's great to have James back on the show for an in-depth conversation about the album and all the things he's been up to during the pandemic. That's a good lead into talking about the musical because James Gordon's Emergency Climate Musical is yeah. actually a, a redevelopment of what you were doing with, I think, Stephen Harper, yeah. the musical, yeah. when you had the wonderful puppet. Can you talk a little bit about developing this because this is also a show that you've done right you, yeah. you were able to take this show well, out on the road before yeah. the pandemic yeah in fact it's the best i was actually in full touring mode it was going very well with that show a one-man show before covid hit and then it took me a few months after i was unable to go out in person to try to figure out a way that it would work online and it eventually, I think I found a way. I think it was successful in that the show has a lot of, and I, I amplified this for the online version, lots of videos, lots of slides, images, songs with backing tracks that would mean that you're just not listening to an old guy with a guitar the whole time. <laughs> and I made it as interactive as possible. And I found the conversations that developed just on Zoom with these were pretty meaningful. It felt like it accomplished something. And I'll go back to, I don't know, you probably watched online concerts. I got bored pretty quickly with watching people kind of sitting alone in their rooms, hoping that they were reaching people out in the ether. So this show enabled me to ramp it up a bit so that there was different multimedia stimuli other than just watching a talking head, right? Yeah, no, it definitely comes through. And, you know, I, I, I'm i a little bit in awe of, of, I should say a lot in awe. I'm a lot in awe of James Gordon. <laughs> uh, but, you know, for everything that you are, con you know, are achieving, I mean, you, you, your career continues to, to grow and expand. And, you know, bearing in mind, we can't forget that you are a sitting councillor in Guelph. So that <laughs> is right. part of your life that you have to, to manage as well. Do you yeah. see hope for the future? I know, you know, you know, the the conference is going on in Glasgow at the moment in relation yeah. to, you know, the, the climate emergency. Do you feel yeah. that coming out of this, you know, as we readjust after COVID, that maybe there will be yeah. renewed energy to try and make I, things a bit better? Yeah, I, I think so, Jan. The, uh, I think that we, 
it's happening slowly and incrementally, so sometimes you don't notice it. But even think of the election we just had in the federal election. Climate change, if not right at the very top, was a very prominent issue. And was the last election just two years ago? I think it I think it was. It wasn't even on the radar then. So the fact that it's become a central focus for our conversation means that I think we're we're going to see some action. Unfortunately, the action probably isn't coming from the government levels we'd like it to. The massive community effort that it's going to take, I see that happening. I see people that are committed to it, things that they're doing individually uh, and as a community and, uh, and as advocates to their different levels of government for what needs to be done. So I see it. Uh, it's easy to get despondent about how slow everything moves. But if you take a step back, there is movement and it's positive movement. And I think more and more cities are starting to actually come forward and and acknowledging the emergency, right? I mean, that is a for sure. You know, that is something that cities are quite clearly saying that yep. there is an emergency, something needs to be done, and that hopefully will filter up to to higher governments. Yep, and in fact, that whole it was a bit of an inside joke that show called James Gordon's Emergency Climate Musical because as a counselor, I brought forward a motion to declare a climate emergency in Guelph. And Guelph is known, as you know, as a fairly progressive town. The motion failed because some of my colleagues decided that, and I'm quoting here, that emergency sounded not very palatable for the average person. That would just scare them. And I think, okay, now's the time to be scared. Now's the time to really acknowledge that. And I'm I'm bringing another motion forward in December that is actually just as you described. It's called the Race to Zero, and it's a collaboration with municipalities all around the world, noticing that you can make a difference at a municipal city level because there's such a lot of grassroots input, right? So I, I'm excited about that. Moving out of COVID, I mean, you know, we've had a lot of issues to deal with in the last few years. I mean, there's mm-hmm. the uh, the whole issue of, of race. You could say that, you know, systemic racism may is not as much of a problem in Canada as it is in the United States and elsewhere in the world, but we still mm-hmm. clearly have an issue here as well. Race feeds into inequality. Uh, one of the songs we're going to play a little later, The Great Divide, mm-hmm. really speaks to that. But I, I did want to talk a little bit about the inequality that, that we all see. And COVID does give us an opportunity, doesn't it, to try and address some of these issues? I think so. And I'm not sure about what you've noticed, but those inequalities, and especially in our colonialist framework, we just somehow justified that those inequalities were okay, right? Okay, there's a big income gap right now. I talk about it in that song that's coming up. With the capitalist system, it thrives on those inequalities. So COVID has given us a chance, I think, to notice even even some COVID details. Like it was in some countries, they had a desire to buy into the vaccines and to really be aggressive about facing the health challenge. But money was a problem, right? You couldn't you couldn't actually access that. And the people that were put out of work through COVID, that gap is growing. And I think 
while it's growing, we're noticing more and thinking, I think finally that, okay, maybe that inequality, if you're a wealthy pe person, maybe you don't care if there are poor people, but we're noticing now that I unless everyone is thriving, if anyone is left behind, it's not sustainable even for those that are on top. What would your message be to, to people in relation to, to moving forward? Because, you know, I mentioned hope before, but I do feel yeah. that, you know, the cynicism that, that has been pervading our society, I think, has started to, to make people feel that, you know, that the problems we have are just too difficult to get over. I mean, yeah. do, you, do you feel that if we pull together that there's an opportunity to, sure. to really change things? I do, and you asked for what a basic message would be, despite the overwhelm we're all experiencing, your voice matters. And too often I hear from people, oh, well, okay, why should I show up to that rally? Why should I write a letter to my MP? Because it's not going to make a difference. Because I have this side hustle as a city councillor, <laughs> I can see that it, it makes a difference. Right, you get enough community members standing up, raising their voices. You go, oh, I, I think there's something there. I better, I better listen to those voices. So, you can't let your voice be heard unless you have a belief that you have something important to say and that it will be listened to. Uh, so, if we go, Canadians are terrible at this. We all think, oh, no one's listening to us, and we, we're too modest about what we can do. I think COVID's given us a chance to say, hey, wait a minute, time to step up. <laughs> so really the opportunity is to say, look, we don't have to be like this. We can change. Yeah. We can move into a better world if we really want it. I'd say. are hard we know that for sure folks feel all alone and they're all scared we all yearn to find somewhere that we can turn to if we look into our hearts we'll find it there I'd like to tell you tonight everything's gonna be alright but I don't know if that is really true All I can say is I'll be with you all the way And our love is our best chance to make it through Feeling stuck, but we're stuck together In an unknown no man's land It's hard to see the other side But we're all on the same ride Holding metaphorical hands I'd like to tell you tonight Everything's gonna be alright But I don't know if that is really true all I can say is I'll be with you all the way And our love is our best chance to make it through Time's hard 
We all yearn to find somewhere that we can turn to If we look into our heart, we'll find it there Hi there, this is Moonfruits. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Love Is Our Best Chance, another track from James Gordon's great new album, When I Stayed Home. James is our special guest on the show today. So let's talk about the book. I, okay. you know, it, it's, I'm used to saying, well, this is new album. We'll talk through yeah, the yeah. album and then and move on. But the book <laughs> it w- was a project that you had been working on for a while. It's entitled yeah. The Ark of the Oven Mitt. Uh, mm. This is your opportunity to, to tell people a little bit about it. All right. Uh, I, I think really, yeah, I've been working on it for four years, I guess, from start to finish. As I mentioned before, never written a novel before. And I'm used to something that I create usually is like three and a half minutes long, right? I'm a songwriter. So within the context of a song, usually I have to have a story, a plot, a conflict, characters, a setting. But to shift up and go, okay, what if that was, in fact, this is an audio book too, Jan, so it's, I happen to know it takes you nine and a half hours to listen to it, <laughs> which is a lot longer than three and a half minutes. So my artistic challenge was how do you sustain an idea and a thought and keep people interested? And it was a fascinating challenge. I'll have to let readers decide if I was successful in meeting that challenge. One of my closest literary friends is Tom King, and he always says that if you let the characters tell the story, then you can almost sit back and just kind of organize them and guide them. And that was really a a fun challenge as well. The lead character, oddly enough, is a songwriter (laughs) in the book. And I know this sounds weird, but I decided that he would write songs himself during the journey to describe his experiences as this kind of a road tour they're on. I had to decide, okay, he's not James Gordon. He's a different songwriter. So putting myself in his character allowed me to write different songs. And I think he's a better songwriter than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Because I could give him a context. You know, I, I knew what the song needed to be about. I knew the voice that was being characterized for it. And so the songs came quickly and, and they did turn out differently than what I would write out of that context. And I think there's there's 36 songs in the yeah. project. 17 of them are new, right? If I've yeah. got that number right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I should say, the book would have been done sooner, but I wanted to record those songs as if they were performed by the band that is described in the novel. So to do that, I needed to get people into a recording studio, which I had to wait and wait till that was allowed in COVID. And even then, I did it last June at a studio here in Guelph. It was under very controlled circumstances. And for all of us participating, it was the first time we would even been in a room with other musicians, right? So that was a fascinating process in itself. Yeah, no, it's great. Now, you mentioned it's an audio book. Do you have a feel for which is the best way that people should enjoy the experience? My um, sense is maybe the audio book is the way yeah. to go. If you're into audiobooks, I would recommend it because of the songs. I'm actually quite proud of my my new techno prowess in the if you buy the hard copy, there's a QR code in the front of the book 
that gets you instant access to listening to the songs. But if you're listening to the audiobook, the songs just come along in the place that they're located. So it, I think it's a bit more, has more smoother flow that way. And I think, uh, I don't know, I don't know about you, I, there's quite a shift. Uh, audiobooks are, are the bee's knees these days too. So I like to explore different ways. It was a quite a challenge. You would know about this. I think it probably took me a hundred hours to record those nine and a half hours. Because try saying two sentences in a row perfectly without stopping. Because you can't have any extraneous noise. You have to be right there, and it's very unforgiving. So. Now I know why people that do that for a living charge so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I have to say, I, I'm really looking forward to, to listening to the audiobook version of this. You know, having had a chance to, to check out the hard copy and listen yeah. to the songs, I do want to encourage our listeners to, to check this out. It's a fabulous project. And I also want to remind you, you know, musicians have really struggled through the pandemic. I, you know, James has just been mentioning how difficult it has been um, artists weren't able to get together to record so people like James because they're very creative do it on their own but other people haven't been able to do anything and they certainly haven't been able to play many shows which is why if you like the music we're listening to today if you like the music we play on Folk Roots Radio I really would encourage you to you know support the artists because I know they will really appreciate it I want to play one of the songs from the new project, James, uh, mm. Morning Glory. Tell us a little yeah. bit about this one. Yeah, it's actually the last song in the book. And there's a little running gag throughout the whole book. The lead female characters is named MG. And she never reveals really what MG stands for. She says it stands for Merch Girl because she's the Merch Girl in a band. The other members are always trying to guess what her name is sort of like a Rapunzel story but the the lead songwriter guy actually develops quite an attachment to her and he decides that her name would actually be morning glory for the MG because she's kind of like a wild weed You can feel it, can't you? That it won't be too long Till this sweet old summer is over and gone There'll be frost on the fields When the geese call at dawn They'll be heading down south Just like me I thought I had grown Five too jaded and old And I figured my still broken heart was too cold In this cynical age Who'd believe what's unfolded It must have been just meant to be Tell me a story that's straight from your heart Something that I can remember you by 
until I return in the spring until I return in the spring while stories are precious like diamonds in the rough they become smooth and warm if you tell them enough you and I both like to think we're so tough but hey look our soft sides are showing and love when you share it more comes back to you it's the same with those stories when they're honest and true we are richer for the knowing they are what all get us through when the wild winter winds are blowing Tell me a story that's straight from your heart Something that I can remember you by Until I return in the spring Until I return in the spring There'll be frost on the fields When the geese call at dawn They'll be heading down south Just like me That's James Gordon with Morning Glory from his wonderful new novel. It is entitled The Ark of the Oven Mitt, which, let's be honest, is... I think that should be enough to encourage you to want to buy the book because <laughs> uh, you, you're going to wonder, wonder where the yeah. uh, the ark and that, as in Noah's <laughs> ark and the yeah. uh, the oven mitt come from. Yeah. Lots of uh, interesting things to discover in this book. So I would love to encourage you to pick that up. James Gordon's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We've been chatting about everything that he has been doing in the pandemic. The new album, When I Stayed Home. Mm-hmm the novel that we just mentioned, his emergency climate musical as well. The good news is he's actually getting back to some live shows. In fact, I think, James, you have a release show coming up for this new that, album, don't you? That's right. Uh, November 24th, right in Guelph at the lovely, recently restored Black Heritage Hall. And I should say it's it's a very unique thing for me. It's a multi-release because I'm playing with my two fine musician sons, Evan and Jordy. They did the same thing as me without even talking about it. They they hold up in the pandemic and put out projects of their own as well. <laughs> um, so we're going to be sharing things from that and playing together. And it is the first time we've had a chance to play together. And we had our first rehearsal the other day and we kept looking at each other because we go, hey, look, we're actually sitting in a room together making music. And that is so rare that it's going to take me a bit to shake the dust off, I guess. But 
No, that's great. So are you going to play separate sets or will it be no. more in the round? Yeah, we'll be all playing together. And I, in fact, I better get my act together and learn up a couple of Geordie songs that he just sent me the charts to. Yeah, so we'll be f- helping each other on the songs. Evan's album is more electronica style, and he's unsure how that's going to fit in the setting. So he might he might just tell us about it and support us on our songs. But I, I haven't given up on him trying it. <laughs> well, I, I certainly would encourage him to at least do some of it. Yeah, that's uh, right. I think that would be great. We're actually lucky because we're going to be able to play a little bit of Geordie's album as well, yeah. which is entitled The Tower. And it is right. a great album. It's a lot more folky than yeah. he has done in the past. He has oh, for you know, sure. done been doing more of a, an electronic pop thing. But yeah. the Gordon family, they're always changing, shape-shifting. <laughs> um, this is um, pretty intriguing. The interesting thing, the song that we're going to play from Geordie today has yeah. exactly the same title as a song on your album, The Great I Divide. Know. <laughs> and it was, we didn't realize till they were out. And in fact, I you know, I hadn't heard his album. He hadn't heard mine. Both have been fortunate and you've been helpful. They're not getting bad airplay, these two albums. And my publicist said, hey, I see a Great Divides got played on CBC twice yesterday. And I thought, oh, it did. And then it wasn't my Great Divide. It was my son's. So <laughs> yeah, well, you know, his album is wonderful. And your album is also wonderful. Before we get to that, though, I want to give you a chance to talk about your song, The Great Divide, because... Uh, to me, this is a song that really encapsulates a lot of the things that really bother you and the things that uh, you would love to see, you know, changed in your lifetime. So I'm going to sure. give you a chance just to talk about it. The imagery is fairly obvious, I guess, that it started with that imagery of the railway tracks. You know, there it's an old, it must be 100 years old, the expression, I live on the wrong side of the tracks, because so many communities, and you can still see it if you take the train, for some reason, the train tracks often became a dividing line between the haves and the have-nots, between black and white. It was like a, a a little fence. It was like a boundary. And that boundary was physical, but I want to explore what those boundaries are from a political justice standpoint, too. Once I had that image of the train, and then where's the train going? Where is it rolling? It gave me the context for bringing forward some of those issues in a way that maybe weren't just as straight political as they might have been. Yeah, it's a great song and a great way to finish this interview. I should Thank ask you. you just quickly about other shows coming up. I mean, are you hoping that you'll be able to get out across the country with the uh, the album and the book? Yeah, it's just starting. And in fact, I, I don't want to jinx it because it isn't inked yet, but I'm really working a lot with uh, my old road warrior friend Garnet Rogers who's just put out a novel as well and we've got a scheme where we're gonna do shows together where we're reading from our novels swapping songs uh, swapping stories and generally behaving badly on stage together so so <laughs> I, I'm excited about that Garnet mentioned it because I mentioned the dust you know we got we've got to shake the rust off because we've been home for too long and Maybe just sharing a stage might get us back in the in the spirit of it. So yeah, things are things are really starting. But as you probably know, all of a sudden every every musician that's been stuck at home for two years 
is fighting for the same gigs right now. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Cause as you know, the music business was in pretty sad shape before COVID and we're, we're all wondering, okay, what's next? Not only for our own health, but for our own careers. I think there's going to be a real thirst for quality live music. So I yeah. feel very confident about that. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk yeah. to you today. If you want to learn more about the music and books of James Gordon and his musicals and whatever else he comes up with next, go mm -hmm. to jamesgordon.ca. We're going to leave you with two versions of the same song, starting off with James Gordon and his version of The Great Divide from his wonderful new album, When I Stayed Home. And we're going to wrap <laughs> things up with his son, Geordie, All right. from Thanks, his album, Dan. The Tower, and the same song. And James, as always, it's a pleasure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Train rolling through a restless town Whistle blows, that's a lonesome sound Too short and along as the sun goes down All along the great divide On the east side when the shadows are long It's like you're living inside a Tom Waits song An American dream that's gone all wrong All along the great divide it's not just the tracks that split this town It's a system built to keep you down If you don't have the money and your skin is brown Then slavery's alive All along the great divide On the west side everything's pretty like the cover of a high-tone magazine Safe behind their gates, not a soul to be seen All along the Great Divide On the east side, you can get shot in the back For the crime of walking down the street while black And that train keeps rolling, clickety-clack All along the Great Divide not just the tracks that split this town It's a system built to keep you down If you don't have the money and your skin is brown Then slavery's alive All along the Great Divide Oh, it's a ghost train ride Open and it is wide. You can't cross over to the other side. All along the great divide.
If you don't have the money and your skin is brown, then slavery's alive all along the great divide. All along the great divide. And that's it. That's all we can squeeze into this hour of Folk Roots Radio. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with James Gordon's son, Geordie, and his song, The Great Divide, from his excellent new album, The Tower. It's an album we'll definitely be dipping into again on this show. And if you're in the Guelph area, please consider checking out the release show for When I Stayed Home at Black Heritage Hall on November the 24th. And if you're not in the Guelph area, well, definitely check out James Gordon on his travels. An artist truly committed to making the world better for everyone. You can find him online at jamesgordon.ca. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time. Best strong to see is
of the oldest cities Slipped into the darkest bar Always looking for the greatest beauty I try to hold it in my own I still think about who I woke up with Great divide is only growing